So anyway, over the last month, well, yeah, month, I've had a lot of time to consider my life. You know, that's pretty deep and I'm not particularly a deep person, but, you know, I had a lot of time to consider and look back on my life. And and during that month, of course, our first granddaughter was born, our first grandchild was born, which was amazing. I think we'd been in Italy two days when our, our granddaughter was born. So that, you know, that's causes you to stop and consider, like, am I old enough to be, I don't feel old enough to be a grandma, I certainly don't look old enough to be a grandma, and, and, but it's, it causes you to stop and think about life as it changes, you know, my baby is, has got a baby, wow, how ridiculous is that, and so I had lots of time to think about my life, and I'd have to say, I'd have to say that I've got a great life. And most people in this room, we live in a great nation. We live in a, in, you know, in a first world country where you know, we can complain about Wi-Fi. I found that one of my biggest complaints in Italy was the, the poor Wi-Fi. Like people would say, we've got great Wi-Fi. I don't know what they... Great Wi-Fi is not the little wheel thing spinning. That is not great Wi-Fi. Um, we live in a great nation. We do. We, we have great health care. Sure, there are some things that are not perfect. But honestly, if you look at your life, do you have a great life? I have a great life. My life is, is relatively easy um, and comfortable. It's amazing. And I think, you know, God's word says that he came that we might have life and have it to the full until it overflows. So we should never feel guilty about our lives. And certainly looking at places like Sri Lanka with the bombing and and things like that, I look at my life and I think I'm so comfortable and I'm so secure and I'm so just enjoying life right where I'm at. Those things, as much as they affect me, don't really affect me. And and all in all, things are going well. And, And I think most people in the room would go, all in all, when you look at your life, things are going well, yeah? Things are going well. I mean, we've got a roof over our heads, by and large. We've got food to eat. Most of us have got a job to go to. Most of us came here this morning in a car. We didn't have to walk. Um, We've got that many food options. It's unbelievable if we want to eat out. And we can now actually get our little phones and we can get people to bring food to us for $6. Uber Eats, for those of you who don't know what that is. I honestly, now I'm like, Six dollars. I think I'll stay home and just do it on my phone. So life is good, yeah? Life is good. But also as I consider that, I think if I look at my life, life overarchingly is great. And we all have those seasons where life is not. But even on a good day, there are things in our lives that are maybe not the way we would want them to be. I don't think there would be a person in this room that would say, my life is perfect and I wouldn't change anything. There wouldn't be a person in this room. There is always something there in our lives, and I think it's for a reason where we go, well, if I could change that, I would change that. If I didn't have that stress, I wouldn't have that stress. If I didn't have that pressure, it may not be you. It may be uh, the health or well-being of a friend or a family member. It, it may be, you know, I think for me, I look at my mum is very elderly now. She's 85, and at the beginning of this year, she started to really, I think, verge on dementia, she's, she's not coping. And so even though I can't do anything to change that, it is a constant thing that I carry the well-being of my elderly mother. Let's make some decisions to get her into a place where she's going to be safe and she doesn't want to go there. So, you know, it's this constant 
thing that you carry. Our daughter is 23 years old and currently not in church life. Love it a bit. Believe that God has an absolute call, destiny and purpose on her life and has done since the beginning of time. But currently I'm not seeing that and it is a a weight that I carry. And everyone in this room would have something that when you think about it, it's that weight. It's a, it's a heaviness that you carry even though life is, is great. And sometimes we can't even articulate what it is. You know, some days it's just like, I'm just not feeling it today. Is that just me? You're all looking at me like, wow, you poor thing. You have such a weird life. It's true, isn't it? Sometimes we get up and you're just not feeling it. Just not feeling it today. Don't know what it is. Can't really articulate it. Not feeling it. So for me, if I'm honest, there are things in my life that even on the really good days, even sitting on my balcony in Venice, eating a croissant, drinking a macchiato, watching the, the um, gondola thingies go by, there are still things in my life where I go, oh man, if I could change that, if that could just change, if that could just change, if I could just see breakthrough in that. There's that heaviness in my heart if I choose to dwell on it. There are those things that we are walking through or working out, but we haven't found resolution to yet. Sometimes it's because we can't find re- resolution to them. Sometimes it's not actually our thing to resolve. Sometimes it's like, like my mom and like my daughter. It's, it's things that, that people, other people have to resolve, decisions that they have to make. Yet we carry the heaviness of that as we walk through life. You know, I know we've had seasons in life where finances have been tight and as much as we've been happy and family life has been great, that, that weight of when will the breakthrough come? When will the breakthrough come, Lord? When will we see it? We're praying about it. We're working towards it. We're doing what we can, but still a little bit weighty. Relational issues in families and marriages, sometimes unresolved, can bring that weight. And I'm not trying to be depressing this morning. I'm just trying to get us to relate. There's that, that even when life is good, there's sometimes a weightiness in our, in our soul. Isaiah 61, that well-known uh, portion of scripture that says, you know, I've come to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. There was a phrase in that that I want to settle on this morning. And it's part of Isaiah 61.3. And it says, The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I thought, that's an absolute key. But it does seem a little bit unreasonable, doesn't it? Sometimes what God gives us to change our circumstances and situations can seem unreasonable. Have you ever found that? Unreasonable. That's a bit unreasonable, God. I feel heavy and you're telling me to put on the garment of praise. You're telling me to get my my singing on and my dancing on and and I feel heavy and I feel like this is not going to resolve that. What is that going to do? Just switch on my praise in the middle of a complicated circumstance is a little bit unreasonable. Have you ever felt like God is unreasonable? Four of us. God can seem unreasonable at times. That's why I think the Bible calls it a garment of praise. Because it's not a natural stance. I don't go, gosh, today sucks. I think I'll stick on my hill song. Time for good grace. Gonna just praise my little socks off. I don't do that naturally. I understand that it's a principle, and it's the principle I want to look at this morning. It's called a garment of praise. It's something that you have to physically grab. And put on yourself. It doesn't come naturally. It's something you have to clothe yourself in. But I'm going to tell you this morning, if you are able to do that, everything changes. 
Everything changes when you put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Because you think about it, when you clothe yourself, you literally wrap yourself or cover yourself. So, hang on a sec. So... I get it on, my entire outward appearance is different, right? I look different. Do I look different to when I had the other one on? It adds to it, doesn't it? The white blazer just adds to it. You literally clothe yourself in something else. You literally wrap around yourself something else. And what you wrap around yourself is the truth of God's Word. How amazing He thinks He is. The truth of the Scripture. And we sing those songs. They're not just songs. You know, our team, we are very particular in what we sing. Because we want to bring stuff that is the Word of God, that is the truth of God, that is the promise of God. Why? Because it gets it into our spirit and we can clothe ourselves in praise. You know, we talked about swing wide you know, all the heavens, let the praise go up as the walls come down. You know, we sing that and it gets into our spirit and we begin to clothe ourselves in the garment of praise. It's articulating who God is because we forget. We forget who God is. We forget how amazing it is. It doesn't matter how, how recent your recent breakthrough was with God. The next time it comes along, it's like our brain hits reset and we go, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I've seen God do this amazing thing. I prayed for God to, to bring breakthrough in my finances. I prayed for God to heal me in this area. And He has. And then the next one comes along and we have to clothe ourselves again because we forget that he's given us the garment of praise for the spirit of happiness. It, it's articulating his truth, his greatness, how he is over and above and beyond running ahead of anything that we can face, how our life is in his hands. That's what the garment of praise does when we begin to do that. Let me give you some examples. Let me give you some examples this morning. In Isaiah 54 verse 1, I think... This is one of the most unreasonable things I see in Scripture. Are you ready? Isaiah 54 verse 1. Shout for joy, O barren one, she who has not given birth. Break forth into joyful shouting and rejoice, she who has not gone into labour. Is that not unreasonable? This woman is wanting to have a child. They label her the barren one, so it's obviously not a new thing. And, and God's instruction... Sing. Is he crazy? Is that your natural? You are looking at me like, oh my goodness. But honestly, is that your natural? You get bad news. You want to sing? Is that the first thing you think of? I think I'll just get in my car, pump up my hill song and sing out my soul. No. We go lock ourselves in a dark room and shake our fist at heaven and say, why God? Why? 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 It's unreasonable. Is that not unreasonable? Telling a barren woman to sing, to praise, to rejoice. Is God just mean? No, he's not. Because he understands 
that there's an answer. He understands that he is bigger. He understands that the truth of his word says, if we put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, we will see breakthrough in our lives. God knows what's in the future. We don't. We get so stuck in the moment. It's not working for me now. Yes, I'm being patient. It's been a whole week, God, really? You know, and some of us in this room have been carrying things in our lives for years. Unresolved things. Maybe praying for someone who has a a, a long-term illness. Maybe um, believing for financial breakthrough in your own life. Maybe believing to buy a house. Maybe believing to get that job. Maybe believing for a loved one who doesn't know Jesus. And we carry these things for years. For years. But God, can I tell you this morning, He knows the future. He knows the breakthrough is coming. The rest of that verse. So the beginning of that verse is shout for joy, O barren one. She has not given birth. Break forth into joyful shouting and rejoice. She who has not gone into labor with child. For the spiritual sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the side of your tent to make room for more children. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes and make your pegs stakes firm in the ground for you will spread out to the right and to the left and your descendants will take possessions of all nations and will inhabit deserted cities. What is God saying? His plan is always bigger. His plan is always better. Can you get a little bit excited about that? His plan for your life, for those things that are heaviness, is always bigger and better and more amazing and has more depth and more impact than we could ever imagine. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we could ask or dream of, or imagine, the word says. He is able to do it. And sometimes we like to think that when we're looking for something good, but it actually is about every area of our lives. He is able, exceedingly, abundantly, above. He sees beyond the pain of the present into the the promise of the future. What areas in your life this morning are barren right now? What areas in your life this morning are barren and they need you to sing and praise into them to see change? You know, I struggled with bringing this message this morning. It would have been much easier for me to get up after a month away and just bring something lovely and light and inspirational and funny. I mean, that's more my, my personality. I struggled with this message, but I felt God say to me, you know, that is that, that saying that it says, you can give a hungry man a fish and you will feed him for a day, but if you teach him to fish, he will not be hungry in his lifetime. And I felt like this morning God was saying to us, this is a principle for our lives. This is not just a, a, a good message that we go, yay, 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 God's awesome. This is actually a principle to put into place in our lives this morning that is going to bring great fruit, that is going to change the way we see our lives. Is that okay? Are you okay this morning? Awesome. Okay, how about Joshua? When he goes to battle against Jericho, I love this. So he goes to God, I need a battle plan. We need to take this city. It's huge. It's got walls. They're guarded. There's arches on the walls. You know, we spent some time in Italy and we spent, you know, we don't have walled cities, do we? We have gated communities, but we don't have walled cities in Australia. And we spent some time in a place called Luca, which is an old city built in the, I think, 1400s. I might be wrong, but a long time ago maybe earlier. 
And around the city still is this huge wall. Now, I think of a wall, I think of like a wall in my house. These walls, you could race chariots, if you had one, or cars, on this wall. They're enormous. They're enormous, thick walls to protect the city because, you know, when you think about Italy and its history, there has been a lot of, you know, this person has Italy and then this person has Italy and then we fight and they've been in the middle of, we don't know what it's, where we're at in Australia. We're on this island that no one can get to. You can't get to Australia by chariot. So they were in the middle of everything and they had these enormous walled cities. So when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's a lot of wall to come down. It's not like one layer of brick. It's like, it's a big wall. So Joshua goes to God and says, I need a battle plan. I need to, to break into this city. I, I, I can't see a natural way of us getting in there. I can't see a way through. Have you ever felt like that in your life? Like, I just can't see how I'm going to get through this, God. I, I just can't see the other side. I, I, this seems impossible and it seems unreasonable that you would want me to walk this path. It just seems unreasonable. So what does God tell him to do? He goes to God, the heart full of faith, and this is what God says, march around the walls of the city for six days in silence. Yeah, well, that'll do it. That was my plan. That was my first thought. I thought if I want to see those walls fall down, I'm going to march around that city six days in silence. It's unreasonable. Unreasonable. Wow, that'll scare the army away, won't it? On the wall, all the archers, they'll be scared stiff seeing us walk around in silence for six days. What an unreasonable plan. What a stupid plan, God. Seriously. On the seventh day, though, you get to change it up a bit. On the seventh day, you can walk around and then the worship team's going to, we're going to send them out because we love to send the worship team out first. That's why they're out first on Sunday mornings. They get to break the ice. They get to, you know, we send the worship team in with their trumpets. Who'd like some trumpets? Where's Brad Morris? He can play trumpet. With some trumpets and, and horns. We don't have any horns here, but okay. So trumpets and horns, and everybody's going to shout all together. We're all going to lift our voices. Yay! And the walls are going to come down. I don't know about you, but we read that statically, and we know the answer. We know it happens. If you were there, do you think you would have been as confident? Great plan. Great plan, Joshua. Awesome. I really believe God gave you awesome Yep, okay, so we're going to march around in silence for six days. Then we're going to shout, and the walls are going to come down. The musicians are going to pull out their instruments, and wow. But you know what? God could see the future. It seemed unreasonable and honestly a little weird, to be honest. So this is the story in Joshua 6, verse 1 to 5. Jericho was shut up tight as a drum because of the people of Israel. They didn't want them coming in, see? No one going in, no one coming out. And God spoke to Joshua. Look sharp now. I've already given Jericho to you. We all like to hear that, don't we? I've already given you your healing. I've already given you your breakthrough. I've already done what you've asked me. I've already answered your prayer. So Joshua would have been like, yeah, here we go. I've already given you Jericho to you along with its king and its crack troops. And here's what you are to do. Great God, give me the plan. I want the plan. What's the plan? Here's the plan. God's going to come in the middle of the night and everyone's just going to be slain and we're just going to walk right in. Yep, that'd be a great plan. That's awesome. No. March around the city, all your soldiers, circle at once. Repeat this for six days. Have seven priests carry seven ram's horns and trumpets in front of the chest. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times. Seven times on the seventh day. These are not small cities either, people. This is not, this is not like going around Grand Central seven times. When you hear that, all the people are to shout at the top of their lungs. The city walls will collapse. 
all at once and all the people are to enter every man straight on. Unreasonable. God, could you not? Could you not? Could you not just send an angel with a flaming sword? We read about them in the Bible to kill everybody first. That would be much easier. Could you not? Could you not just, you know, do what you've done in other places and make them scared and confused and make them run around and and kill each other? That would be awesome too, wouldn't it? And we wouldn't have to do anything because we want the breakthrough, but we don't actually want to do what's required to get it, especially when it seems a little unreasonable. Unreasonable. However, Joshua, I've got to love Joshua, did what God had told him. You know, I wonder sometimes whether Joshua did what God told him because he was a great man of God or because he had no choice. Because I know sometimes in my life, God's told me to do things and I've avoided them until I've had absolutely no choice. And I go, well, may as well give it a go because nothing else has worked for me so far. So I don't know. I'm not saying Joshua wasn't a great man of God. He obviously was. But to make it relatable to us, sometimes God speaks to us. It sounds unreasonable. And we go, I'll just try some other things. Thanks, God. I'll put that on the back burner. So Joshua did what God told him and planned a praise party on the seventh day. And it was just as God said it would be. Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas. Acts 16, 25 to 26. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there came a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison house were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. Now I put myself in that circumstance. Now I've not been to the jail they were in and I I didn't go to any jails, ancient jails while I was away, but I did go when I was in Perth just recently to Fremantle Jail, which is not as old, but it was quite horrifying. And I looked at the little places that people were held and, you know, the fact that they had no running water and they had, they still were in, I think, 1976. No, it was later than that. They were still using buckets as toilets. They didn't have any running water. And to me, as an Australian, that horrified me. But then I look at this, and this would have been so, so much worse. They're actually chained up to a wall, okay, in prison, falsely accused, chained up. Would it not seem unreasonable to be singing and praising God in that moment? Would it be your natural default setting? Would you go, hey, here we are, chained up. Looks like they're going to kill us. You know you know how they killed them in those days. It's not going to be quick, pleasant or easy. But hey, let's sing. Unreasonable. Is that not unreasonable? All of you are like, I do this all the time. I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor Sue. It's my natural default setting. They had to clothe themselves in the garment of praise. And when they did, it changed their situation. It changed their situation. When we put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, we access strength. We invite possibility. We build our faith. We take our eyes off the problem, off the immediate, and we fix them on the solution, which is God. And this morning I wanted to do something a little different, and now you all look really nervous. But I wonder this morning as I've spoken, what have you carried in here 
That's the spirit of heaviness in your life. I am absolutely positive that there is not one person in here. Can I get the team to come, wherever they are? Um, There is not one person in here who hasn't come with something that they would like God to breathe on and change in their life. There is not one person in here that hasn't come with a concern, if not for themselves, but for someone in their family or someone that they know. There is not one person in here that doesn't, when they sit and think about it, have a sense of heaviness about an area in their life. And this morning I've asked the team to come, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to stand, and we're going to begin to praise. Because I really believe this morning that God has spoken to my heart, that as we do that, if you will do that with an open heart, if you will go, God, I'm just going to release this unreasonable area to your life. I'm going to release this heaviness to your life and I'm going to intentionally clothe myself in the garment of praise. I believe this morning God is going to bring breakthrough. I believe this morning that things that are things are going to change. I believe people are going to be healed in this place this morning. I believe that people who have carried a sense of despair are going to find hope this morning. I believe God is going to begin to crack the heavens in this place on behalf of you as we stand. Are you happy to do that this morning? Well, I'd invite you to stand. Let's stand this morning. We're going to sing. I might even sing. No, I'm not going to sing. I might sing like this. But we are going to, and can I just say, we get a bit hinky about praise because we think we have to have a good voice. We think we have to be tuneful. You know, the Bible says, make a joyful noise. If you can make a noise, God sees that as praise this morning. So I wonder this morning if you would join me. I'm not going to put my mic up because I will actually almost sang myself hoarse this morning. And we're going to begin to put on the garment of praise. We're going to begin to declare over our lives, over our circumstances, over those we are concerned for, the truth of God's Word. That He is able, that He can bring healing, that He can bring breakthrough, that He can bring what we don't have right now, that He can make a change. So we are going to believe that this morning. You could get a little excited, that would be nice, but if you don't need to, but you can. I mean, if you want to get excited, that would be awesome. But we're going to believe that. Do you believe that with me this morning? This morning we're going to stand. We're going to put on the garment of praise. I know this is an old school message. I'm sorry. I'm not an old school girl. This is an old school message. But I really felt in my heart not to inspire you this morning, but to give you some practical things that you can do in your life that will change the circumstance. This is not unreasonable. This is spiritual. We are spiritual people. We are supernatural people. Our God is a supernatural God. And so this morning, we're going to begin to praise. We're going to begin to believe. And this is what I would encourage you to do. This is the posture that I'd love to see you have. God, I can't, but I know you can. Swing wide the heavens. Swing wide the heavens and let the walls come down. As I begin to praise you this morning, let the walls come down. Let the breakthrough come. Let let the the comforter of the Holy Spirit touch your life. Let the, the despair be replaced with hope. Let the questions be replaced with answers. Let faith arise in your soul. And I believe that we will walk out of here differently. So I'm going to hand over the team and we're just going to see where it goes from there. Is that okay? We've got time. So let's take it. Thanks, team. Thanks. Hey, I'm believing this morning. I know that was a simple message, 
But I'm believing this morning that things changed in the heavens this morning. You know, but we're going to begin to see in the areas of our life where there's that sense of heaviness, the things that are holding you back. I believe this morning that there was a change, that a little bit of heaven got into your heart this morning, a little bit of possibility got into your heart this morning, that the bricks started to crumble in the walls this morning around the things in your life that need breakthrough. And can I encourage you, this is not just for a Sunday. This is an everyday. This is a pop a CD if you're an old school person or Bluetooth your phone thing on Spotify. The Hillsong album is on Spotify. If you have Spotify, put it in. Remember this moment. Remember the victory that God has given you. Remember that it might seem unreasonable, but it's actually the key to your breakthrough this morning before we close in this place. If you're here this morning, how about we close our eyes all across this place? I'm going to give this appeal. I'm going to pray for you and we're going to go have coffee. How good does that sound? You might be in this place this morning and you wouldn't call yourself a Christian. But you've come this morning and as we began to sing and as we began to praise the atmosphere, the sense that you got was undeniable. Can I just say that is God touching your heart, touching your spirit. Yes, it was different. It was God. It was supernatural. And God loves you. He created you in His image that He might have relationship with you. He created you that you might know the plans and purposes beyond what you can imagine for your life. That's why He created you. He created you to praise Him, to sing, to have the possibility to move beyond the things that limit us to to His freedom in Christ. And so I'm going to give a very simple appeal this morning. If you are in this place, and you are standing there and you don't know Jesus, but you would like to, I would love really quickly while we have our eyes closed and our heads bowed, if you would simply raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. We're just going to pray a simple prayer together. As I look across this place, don't miss this opportunity. God is here for you today to connect with you today. He knew you would be here today. It is no accident. So if that is you really quickly, raise your hand wherever you're at and I will pray for you right now. Right now, I see, I see that. That's awesome. One, there's more. Come on. If you're here this morning, you need to connect your life with Jesus. I really quickly want you to raise your hand. I'm a bit bossy today, aren't I? Quickly raise your hand. We'll pray for you. I've got one. Two. Excellent. Don't be shy. This is awesome. This is life changing. Three. I see three. Awesome. You know, all of heaven. Four. I see four. All of heaven rejoices when those who were lost are found. Lord, I thank you this morning for those who have been brave and courageous enough to say, yes, I need you in my life. And Lord, we commit them to you. We pray that you would reveal yourself to them. We pray for a life-changing experience as they leave this house today, that they would be filled with possibility and, and opportunity and faith and hope in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray too for each one of us who entered into praise today. Lord, I thank you in advance for the answer to prayer that they seek. I thank you in advance for a lifting of that spirit of heaviness. I thank you in advance, Lord, for breakthrough, for healing, for restoration, for for the impossible to be made possible, for hope to arise in those situations where it has been taken. And Lord, I just thank you for your church. I thank you for this family. I thank you that we are better together. And Lord, we commit this day, this week to you 
In Jesus' name. And before we leave, we are going to pray this prayer together because we are going to commit ourselves to Jesus afresh today. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen. Let's welcome Robert as he comes.